Blog Talk Radio. The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help their fellow man, hoping we can make it better. Again, everyone, to another episode of The Catch on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, we're excited to have you join us. And uh, I'm especially excited about our guest tonight, who happens to be my brother. And I've had him on a couple times. Um, He is, uh, well, he's now probably got to say he's retired but he you know in in the ministry you never retire so uh but it's officially um i don't think he's regularly preaching on sundays um and that kind of thing but he has uh, been a pastor for a number of years and also for a while there uh he formed and ran a a, a bible college and taught uh through that and uh he's he's uh he's a lot smarter than he lets on and uh, he's, uh uh i just love uh talking to him because he he's he's a great thinker and uh tries to actually you know tries to find sometimes the uh the, the the angles that other people don't necessarily always glom onto and uh, makes you think about things. So this will be great. And uh, tonight uh, we are going to talk primarily about something common to us all called fear. And uh, uh, David has a uh, a blog that he. Uh, puts out and you can sign up for that and I'll I'll find out how we can do that in just a minute and uh, but uh, I think this comes out seems to be because I get it about once a week would be my guess and uh, um, lots of very interesting topics and things that primarily relate to our everyday life things that we like to talk about here at the catch is where the intersection between our faith and between the life we live every day. That's that's the thing we really like to discuss. And um, so please uh, join me in welcoming uh, my brother, Dr. David. Uh, David, welcome back to Blog Talk Radio. Hey, John. It's always great to talk to you. <laughs> and appreciate you so much. And I'm I'm excited that you're reaching so many people with a very practical approach yeah. to living out their faith. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. And um, first, before because I'll forget it if if I don't do this right away. Um, 
how how does somebody get your blog? I, I think I get it, but I don't. I, you may have just signed me up. <laughs> but um, how does that happen? If they can uh, send you their email and you can forward it to me, these go out midweek <clears throat> as an email, or okay. uh, my email address is fishline at <laughs> aol.com and that's spelled the German way f-i-s-c-h-l-i-n-e at aol.com great so if they just write you there you can you can yeah. put them on the list great great um no i i love getting those and uh um and I and I always I always read them because because they're always intriguing and uh offer a, a little bit of a different approach uh than you're used to getting. And uh well I know uh you know David, I haven't talked to you in a while about your the your book we discussed when it first came out. Uh yeah. the the not the late great planet Earth, but the future Great. Is that the way it was? Isn't that yeah. the title? The future great. Yeah, the future great planet Earth. It was a little different yeah. take about the kingdom of God than people are right. used to getting. Yeah, and uh, and and how is that doing? I mean, is uh, is it still out there? And are people yeah. still yeah, it's in? available. Yeah, it's good. available on Amazon. And okay. I'm guessing Kindle, Kindle. I, I mm-hmm. haven't checked that recently. Yeah. Future, the, the future, future great planet Earth. Yeah. Great planet Earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I raise a lot of questions. Don't give a whole lot of answers, but it's interesting <laughs> stuff. I think. <laughs> it's yeah. Very, yeah. It's it's very good, and and and, and makes you think, and a different approach. Um, it's a more positive approach, actually, uh, yeah. about the yes. future. And uh, so uh, it's, it's, I found it very uplifting. So, uh, yeah, you might really be interested in that if you're interested in, uh, you know, the whole end times argument and, and uh, yeah. things. Boy, it, we're get, it seems like we're getting closer and closer. Uh, doesn't it? Very interesting stuff going yeah. on, yeah. And that that applies a lot to what we're going to talk about now, as because your okay. last, we're or cl- close to your last blog, was about uh, fear, but, but you called it sudden fear. So I, I want you to talk about that and uh, okay. what you mean by sudden fear, and then also just uh, you know. Why? Let's start right there. Let's start with um, why right. is everybody so afraid today? Uh, yes. That um, that phrase, sudden fear, is the King James Version oh. of Proverbs 3, Proverbs 3.25 and 26. And it simply says, be not afraid of sudden fear, nor of the desolation of of the wicked when it comes. Ooh. And uh, 
I call this sometimes the other shoe syndrome. Something bad happens to you or is, is about to, you think, and you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> this, was just, this was just two days ago, John. Um, uh, Gallup poll came out with uh, 40% of Americans are afraid to walk home alone at night now. Mm. And that was Ooh. way up from just a few years ago. So wow. um, I, love, I love the way the message translation, it's not translation, the message is more of a paraphrase. So mm-hmm. I only use the message when it fits my narrative better. <laughs> anyway, um, this, is, uh, this is the message. No need to panic over alarms or surprises or predictions that doomsday is just around the corner because God will be right there with you. He'll keep you safe and sound. I thought that was interesting. Wow, yeah. And and what uh, once again, what verse was that, David? Proverbs? Pro- Proverbs 3, 25 and 26. We don't think about Proverbs as being, you know, any no. advice about end times, do we? Yeah. Yeah, it's really uh, a great little book, little nuggets hidden in there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sudden, sudden fear. Well, um, what? How would you how would you describe that today? Um, How is that real to us? Yeah. Well, remember, it hasn't been but two years ago when we came out of a global panic yeah. over the uh, COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. Pan- panic fits in well with pandemic. Um, oh, I just thought of that one. It's the word panic with a dim in the middle. I won't elaborate on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, but... But anyway, uh, the big thing I think that happened was in 2020, as a result of the George Floyd issue, um, the uh, police departments came under fire in all the major, I was going to say blue state cities, but there was repercussions across the states. Uh, and, peop- and uh, you know, per- prosecutors and judges and people began to want to be kind to criminals, not that we should be unkind, but you know, everybody is aware of what happened, the rioting, the burning, the looting, the $2 billion worth of damage, the deaths, the protests, the frozen water bottles, the bricks, the Molotov cocktails. And it seeming, it seemed like to me, like a lot of the big city Governments just let it ride. Just let her. Let her. They they had some vested interest, evidently, in letting it go till it was done. So a lot of that is a is a disintegration, I would say, of law and order. The whole concept of it. Now I could jump quickly into what the Apostle Paul said, if you if you would like about law and order and living peaceably and quietly, but wherever you want to go with this, 
Yeah, do it. Um, Paul said in Romans 13, 1 to 6, this is an interesting passage. Now, the Roman government was no pansy group of people. They were mercifully persecuting Christians. They were known to be very severe, but they also provided law and order. Some of our great civic civil law in our courts today were coined by the Greeks and the Romans. And so Paul appreciated their, um, I was going to say hard hand, but their, their control of society. And he said, because of that, we can live peaceable and quiet lives. The Roman government saved his life on more than one occasion from rioting mobs. And so um, he said that the authorities, this, the, the, the role of authorities in keeping law and order is the will of God. And he said they have been put there by God to provide quiet and peaceable lives for us. That's the apostle talking about a God-crazy tyrant like Caesar. Yeah. And I just, I just felt the disintegration of law and order is not the will of God, I do not think. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. yeah. A lot of people are just living, they're quaking in their shoes. You yeah, know, it's it's a tough time. I I was uh uh I'm 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 looking for something that I wrote not that long ago. Uh and I, I probably shouldn't be doing this because I'm getting distracted. <laughs> but there right. I, I don't I don't remember where it was from. Uh that's what I'm trying to find out. Uh okay. I forget but I'll tell you what, it was I think it was the Psalms. Um and and it basically it basically described our current state here in America. I can't wow. believe it. It was so it was wow. so accurate um, because it, it and and mainly it talked about the courts. There's there's no justice in the courts, and no yes. one no one can trust uh, truth anymore. And uh, um, yeah. yep. it, it's it really was talking a lot about what you're saying right now. The whole idea of law and order has fallen fallen apart. And it's interesting yes. to me that here it was, here it was in the in in the scriptures, you know, so many oh, years I'd ago. I'd love to find. When you find that, let yeah, me know. I'll let you know. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 really crazy when lawyers go searching. They call it judge shopping. They huh. they go to a judge that they know to be leftist in leaning, and they can tell through former rulings of judges, where they stand uh, on civic and moral principles, and they will judge shop. That just really doesn't seem all that straight up to me. It's devious. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell us, 
let's get back to sudden fear. And okay. um, where where do you think it it comes from? And uh, and what can we do about it? All righty, I think a huge a huge companion and cause of sudden fear is lack of connection to the Creator, lack of a God consciousness. This country has not only tried, I mean, the leftist side and the populist, uh, the, um, the side that's wreaking havoc and allowing it to happen, uh, they also do not stand for anything where God would be called on or acknowledged or the Bible was referred to. And uh, if, if you know, if you connected to Jesus Christ and he is your eternal life, uh, you know, the fear of death is huge. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have my 85th birthday in two weeks. I cannot <laughs> believe it. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, the, there was a guy that said, you know, you Christians talk about the joy of going to heaven until there's a chance you might, and then you freak out. So um, <laughs> your your connection to God has to be real. It's got to be... Yeah, there's got to be a connectedness. But when you realize that he is the creator of all, um, I had two things about God I wanted to share. Um, if there's time, yeah. one was um, one was how big he is. Can I read this verse? Sure. Um, this is amazing. It is Isaiah 40, sections from verse 15 to 24. In my blog, I asked the question, is God really big enough to manage the whole world? Hmm. And the answer, this is Isaiah, for all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than dust on the balance scales. Hmm. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of sand. The nations of the world are nothing to him. In his Hmm. eyes, they count for less than nothing, mere emptiness and froth. Hmm. God sits above the circle of the earth. By the way, there's a scripture that we know the earth isn't flat. But anyway, the people below seem like grasshoppers to him. He judges the great people of the world and bring them all to nothing. They hardly get started, barely taking root when he blows on them and they wither. The wind carries them off like chaff. So God is huge. I mean, he encompasses. He encompasses the universe. He created it. It's uh, we just have no idea how great he is. And I think that's I think that's the reason for fear in the heart of a lot of Christians who don't realize how great he really is. 
They have hmm. kind of a nodding acquaintance with God. They don't depend on him uh, they, in, in, like they should. They don't really have a connection with Jesus. And um, it says that, that God, and this is the other scripture, the raging sea, he sets a limit. And I think people looking at world events today say, say to themselves, often, maybe believers even, is God really in control? And the, the, the answer to that is, if he was, things could be different. And we've all prayed for change. I've even had my times with God where I, <laughs> I, I'm no threat to him, but I expressed my feelings on occasion about, you know, can we see a little more action down here? But um, it does <laughs> it does say, and this is another Job verse, John, Job 38, 11, who kept the sea inside its boundaries? I said, thus far and no farther will you come. Here, your proud waves must stop. And the, the raging seas of humanity, we use that as an allegory, an analogy. And things look out of this, the waves crash against the shore, and they're mighty, and tsunamis come. And, uh, and yet, the, uh, the, the Bible says that God even sets a limit on that. So everything is happening within the, con- the framework that hmm. God has ordained. We don't understand. He allows men their freedom more than we would at times. Uh, hmm. He's kind of playing one against another around the earth. It's an amazing thing to think about a God that sees the whole world and is just allowing boundaries to be established. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Um, okay, so that was the first thing. Um, how big? How big he is. Um, there, there is another one. I think uh, you were going to mention. Okay. Is that right? Um. Let's see. It might have slipped. Let me check the scripture here. I think I covered okay. the scriptures. Okay. So oh, yeah. This this would be it. This would be it. Isaiah forty twenty six to thirty one. This is just pieces of it, and this is for people that do not think God really cares or doesn't see their troubles. Look up to the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army. This is a New Living Translation I use a lot. One Mm -hmm. after another, calling each by name. Oh, this is the sentence. Oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Mm. Oh, Israel... This is a good verse for today. Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. 
Even youths shall become weak and tired. We know this scripture. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Hmm. Anyway, that's it. So, so it's, it's God is big enough to be in control. Um, yes. With with the whole earth being like a grain of sand in his hand, um, <laughs> and but not only that, he care he really cares for us. He cares. That's second. That's the second part. If he was, yes. if he was up there at like a human politician trying to show us how big he was, we would be, we would be ruined. You know. But right. he really lifts up the weak, feeling weak, and, and lifts up the powerless, the distressed. He can heal people's sorrows. I know a lot of people are facing grief and division within families now. And anyway, the Lord Jesus is able to bear us up personally. Yeah. Wow. Um so how uh, how can how practical does this get, David? I mean, um, how we can say that we say, okay, yeah, God really does yeah. care. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how does that touch me, and, and how do I experience that, uh, and how do I how 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 does it actually? do something about my fear? I know this is, those are hard well, questions, but uh, I'd love to have you think, talk about that a little bit. I think it's built over a lifetime of hmm. faithfulness in your faith to Jesus and to the Bible and to the Word of God, uh, to the best of your ability to honor Him in your life and honor his desire for you, which are his commands. Jesus said, if you keep my commandments, he it is that loves me. And we know that he loves us because he gave his life. He participated in the worst death ever uh, to save us and Mm. give us everlasting life. So, well, back to the fear of death being being what creeps all of us out at times. Um, two said that, this, I love this statement, Hebrews chapter 2, toward the end, that through death, Jesus, he, might destroy him who had the power of death, which was the devil, and deliver everyone who was subject to the fear of death their whole life. Hmm. So Hmm. Christians will live forever. He that lives and believes in me, Jesus said in John 11, will never die physically. And I like that translation. I, you know, our, our inner, our inner selves, who we really are, live on with Christ, absent from the body, present 
with the Lord. These are these are Christian uh, foundational doctrines, mm-hmm. and so so be with the Lord forever. And so uh, that's how Christians could sing hymns in the Colosseum when they would be eaten, where they were eaten by wild beasts. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was said that a lot of Romans in the stands in the Colosseum watching Christians die with praise on their lips. It said or thought that more became Christians numerically mm. after these events. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> so people are people who don't know Jesus are amazed by his influence in those around him, and it it should draw them to faith in him. Right. Well, that you know that reminds me of. <laughs> of the simple description of faith in Hebrews 11. Faith is the substance of things uh, hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And the the fact that you actually believe it and can believe it. Proof. Yeah. (laughs) You're not trying to talk yourself into something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, so... What what conclusion then can we have? Because believe it or not, we got to wrap this up here. What conclusion then should we have about about our fear? What do we do when we get afraid? Um, because it's it's there. It's it's a human. It's a real human emotion, and it's going to uh, you know we're going to all have it from time to time. I I think uh, honest prayer, I don't mean religious prayer, I don't mean counting beads or even clicking through your list nonstop. We've got to commune, we've got to communicate and listen at the same time. But good, honest prayer and praise and worship is a huge Hmm. answer to fear. I, I have gone into worship services my whole life concerned about things and afterwards it's almost like now what was I worried about you know uh, <laughs> because we we enter into his presence Martin Luther said with about the devil and some people will think it's a little uh, non-woke but anyway Luther said whenever the devil was harassing him he said be like the man that whenever his wife was nagging him, simply drew out his flute and happily played until she was exhausted and left him alone. <laughs> That's one of the greatest quotes. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I'll have to try that with my guitar sometime. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll make that into a song. Cause, but husbands can do it to wives just as easily. Yeah. Uh, but but praise and worship, praise and worship is hmm. a huge antidote. Hmm. Well, that's great. And there's that's so cool. many there's so many beautiful songs on online that people can hmm. access. I mean, it's amazing. That's uh, true. Some yeah. of your songs, some of your yeah. songs are great. Um, well, it's good to know that this stuff is real 
and it, it's not just it's not just something that we're drumming up. And uh, yeah. when faith becomes real like that, uh, fear is real too. But our faith uh, can actually do something about it. And uh, yes, you know, I'm I, yeah. I'm reminded of a, of a verse that I've been turned on to recently. It's in First uh, Peter. Uh, chapter five, right at the uh, the very end of the book, and he's he's giving his kind of uh, uh, you know goodbyes and and seal, sealing everything off, uh, and he says in verse uh, twelve, my purpose in writing is to encourage you and assure you that the grace of God is with you. No matter what happens, isn't that isn't that great? Yeah, yeah. The grace of God is with you, no matter what happens. Amen. Uh, so, David, thank you so much, and we hope maybe this right. little uh, this little foray into sudden fear is going to be helpful to uh, help us get through these days because probably my guess is it's going to get worse instead of getting better. Um, Or it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Okay. Well, all right, John. Blessings on you and your listeners Thank and you. all of us. Thank you. And remember, you can get David's blog by either writing me um, or you can write him at, what was that one more time? It's F-I-S-C-H line, L-I-N-E. Is that right? Yes. Line. It's a little pun on fishing. Fishline at AOL.com. Fish line at A-F-I-S-C-H at A-O-L dot com fantastic and then remember his book The Future Great Planet Earth and uh, yeah which will probably explore some of the fact of what David just says uh, things will get worse before they get better that they will get better so a lot yeah. of questions, not quite yeah. many answers, but anyway, it's fun. Cool. Cool. Okay. All right, David. All right, again, thank you so much. And uh, righty. Got and happy birthday. <laughs> In a couple oh, of weeks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye. There you have it, folks. Here. Drift is all from time to time. It's real. Uh, God, I struggle with it all the time. In fact, remember, God is big enough. He can control and he cares. He cares about all the details God bless you. And uh, come back next week for another Lockhock Radio. Here we go.